Hello, and welcome back to the movie remake time of Filmmaker's Compass Podcast. I'm CP, he's E-Man, and we are your hosts. This week, we are going to be talking about two movies that, well, need to be talked about. D-Man, what are we going to be watching this week? Well, you know, it's funny because one of them is kind of like a B-movie classic, and I'm super excited to talk about it. And the other one... The other one is a remake of a B-movie classic. And so we're going to have to address what exactly happened here and why. And today we will be talking about RoboCop. Yes! So the 1987 classic, as well as the remake that came out a few years ago. And I'm really pumped because RoboCop was a movie that when I was a kid, I actually got a chance to watch with my grandma. And (laughs) No way. if you've watched Robo, RoboCop recently, which it is a movie you should revisit. I actually think the rewatch quality of RoboCop, the original, is awesome. It's a lot of fun. It's a movie that if you watch it with your grandma, uh, you're going to, especially if you're a kid, you're going to sit there and be like, I don't know. I didn't know this is how this was going to go. And no offense. I, I mean, I know they always kind of get compared, but even to that end, when I'm sitting there with my grandma watching the original RoboCop, I was like, grandma, I thought it was going to be more like Terminator. and not even like you'd want to watch terminator with your grandma but i mean you know we'll get into it but robocop was was a lot of it was gory it was graphic it was vulgar and it was a lot of fun first of all i kind of wanted to get your impressions of why do you think they remade it what was the purpose here oh man i that's one of those things i scratch my head about all the time obviously you know you know me as long as you've known me, you've known that the original RoboCop is one of my favorite movies. I'm not even going to call it a guilty pleasure. It's just an amazing movie in every way, in my opinion. They had a really successful franchise. The late movies do not hold a flame in any way. Right. There were original. two direct sequels and then a television show, yeah? And I think an animated series. I assume it was just the opportunity to capitalize on an incredibly successful franchise that was you know, making a lot of money. They did. In the 80s and the 90s. I don't know, though. It's weird. Um, Paul Verhoeven actually made a comment when he found out they were remaking it. And he said, I'm under the impression that a remake of RoboCop should not happen until I am dead. And (laughs) I very much agree with that perspective. I kind of get it. Yeah. So I I guess it's just the money thing. Because again, the first RoboCop, obviously, this sci-fi movie got a lot of gore, got a lot of comedy. But it, more importantly, it has things to say about America in the 1980s and the world. Yeah, and crime and all that. The remake tries to make some of those points, really more about ethics and AI and biotech. But it just doesn't come through in the same way. It's almost a film without a message. Yep, I was about to say the same thing. I think to the detriment of the new one, it comes across as literally a remake. It doesn't have anything new to say. To that end, unless there's a nostalgia factor, which is I think what Disney taps into when they do these live action remakes of their animated classics, this nostalgia of kind of getting to see a a story and kind of share it with your kids in a new way. Unless you have something new to say here, I don't think there's enough nostalgia for everybody to get super excited about this new RoboCop movie. It just comes across as kind of like a second grade action film mm-hmm. in the, the you know the 2010s it doesn't it just doesn't hold a candle to the original robocop and mm-hmm. i mean as much as you know i would like to leave our our listeners <laughs> hanging on the uh the outcome of this discussion i think we can get it out of the way really quick that <laughs> the original is in fact the better movie so and we're just going to discuss why that is <laughs> or we'll just end the podcast right now i guess that's a possibility yeah. <laughs> verdict in 
So, okay, let's take a look culturally. When you look at RoboCop, both versions, I mean, what do you think stands out? Because there is some, some iconography here that they're playing around with. RoboCop was incredibly recognizable. I mean, for a long time, you could show that and people would be like, RoboCop, probably even in like foreign countries and stuff. Yeah, obviously the the design of the RoboCop costume in the original, yeah. there's nothing else really like it. it. It's so kind of buffoonish and cartoonish that you're like, yeah, that's kind of what I would think a robotic man cyborg would look like. And I think that was a really conscious decision, right? Because again, Terminator introduced this concept of kind of the same thing, except yeah, right? Schwarzenegger looks like a regular guy. In, in RoboCop, they're like, no, let's make this guy look unique. And I think that that was brilliant because obviously I think that the love for RoboCop and the reason why this franchise was built was based on that character, you know? Right. And he, you know, it's it's funny because like you said, it almost looks a little like cartoonish or buffoonish. You know, when you watch it, you're like, huh, he's like really thick. Like what's actually going on in there is like part of his human body in there. Is yeah. it all just like wires and, you know, what is it? Hydraulics and all that. Yeah. You know, is yeah. that is that how it's all working? It's fascinating because he, he moves, especially in the original one, very robotic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and in the new one, they, they try to streamline it a little bit. And I get more, I guess I, for lack of a better example, I guess more Iron Man vibes. I mm -hmm. think he, he even sounds a little like Iron Man when he moves. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Iron Man's playing into comics, especially later. Like if you watch the original Iron Man, he moves in a much more metal way. But as it goes on, I mean, Iron Man can basically mm -hmm. move at will. I got the sense that, uh, especially once they got to the end of the new, of the remake, you know, he's very streamlined, where the original RoboCop has this kind he's of, you slow. know. slow. You get the feeling that he's yeah, like a 2,000 like, pound man. Yeah. You know, I, there was something so fun about that. It felt like RoboCop, well, you know? <laughs> No, absolutely. And obviously there's a reason why, aside from the cartoons and the series, he created a whole stream, you know, a whole series of comic books. You know, he's made appearance in the Mortal Kombat video games. And of course, you know, I think the biggest testament to his cultural impact is the fact that they are crowdfunding and building a RoboCop statue in Detroit. That is awesome. <laughs> You know, the only other movie character that I can think that happened to is Rocky. So, yes, I think that the, the original had a huge cultural impact. Now, what do you think in terms of, you know, it's kind of bleak outlook on our future. It's kind of a dystopian future, prime riddled. And this is the case in both movies. But in the 80s one specifically, it's it's pretty grim. You know, what do you what do you think about that kind of outlook? Because it's interesting that a lot of that hasn't come to pass, but in some ways it kind of has. Obviously at the time, and I know this was before us when this was all happening, you know, yeah. this is really a comment in kind of 80s cultures and, and the classism that was developing. And, you know, there's these wealthy investment, you know, corporate America types, and there's the other people. And aside from that, there's a lot in there sort of about Reaganomics, what the world is like at this time. And crime was something that was being debated by policymakers and politicians. So the original is a brilliant commentary on America in 1987. And that's the thing. That's the difference about the movies is one of them has something to say. They're, they're just giving, it's not just this kind of like action movie with this kind of like, hey, here's the premise. You're like, no, there's an actual commentary here. You feel like, not that it's going to come to pass, but you're like, you know what, damn it, if this does happen, I hope RoboCop happens. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's take a look then at the effects, because there's a lot to say here. Now, one of the things that, that I love is the style of the original, 
But we have to admit that, especially when you watch the, uh, what is it? Ed 229. Yeah, Ed 209 or whatever it is. Because, I mean, wow, what a scene in a corporate boardroom. <laughs> he literally, they bring in, like, a drone. It, like, murders an executive. And then they're like, you know what? And they literally just dismiss this death. And they're like. And someone's like, oh, get an ambulance. And you're like, okay, yeah, right. Yeah. That's going to do a lot. <laughs> but, I mean, we have to admit that as cool as Ed 209 was, it didn't age particularly well. I mean, it looks dated. It's a really, it's really weird because you're right. The Ed 209, which is done in uh, stop motion animation, a uh, cool effect at the time, did not hold up at all. There's the scene where Dick gets shot out the window at the end that also is yeah. just cringeworthy, considering that pretty much a year later, right, we have Hans Gruber falling Die from a sky rise, yeah. and that looks really good. So again, some of them are not good. I think that the RoboCop suit itself still looks oh, pretty yeah, it looks good. fantastic. There's what a lot of the gore. That's what I was just going to say. There's a lot of gore effects that I actually think are pretty good. Dude, when you watch brutal. the murder of Murphy. Yeah, that's that's an intense wow. scene. I mean, there is there is that one shot where the mannequin sits up and, and gets essentially his head blown up, yeah. um, which it's more akin to kind of the visual effects of the original Terminator. But for the most part, the violence, the bullets, all that stuff, I still watch and I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. Like, that's something to be admired from an action film standpoint. No, it was pretty crazy. I even rewound it when I was watching the original because like there's one point where like he gets his hand blown off and i was like mm -hmm. did he just get his hand blown off yeah I, <laughs> I was like oh my god and then they yeah. really shoot him up and then the guy you know shoots him in the head it was yeah. uh it was pretty intense again you know imagine you know i'm i don't know how old i was maybe eight watching that with my grandma <laughs> And then, like, the gang, all those guys, they curse. I mean, it's a pretty vulgar film, too. Yeah, and then there's the one guy that gets, like, how 80s is it? When he actually gets hit into a vat that says toxic waste on it, and then he starts to melt. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I was like, that's actually a pretty good effect, too. And I assume that's just all done practical makeup. Well, when it yeah. came to the vulgarity, when it came to the gore, when it came to some of the special effects and everything, to me, what translates is, honestly, you have a bunch of filmmakers having so much fun yeah. you know they're like it's basically like okay we have these 80s action movies and what i'm getting from it is they're like the expectation that everyone has for a movie like this but what if you did it like this yeah and i was like that is amazing because you know how many times have you watched a movie and you're like man you know i think it it's kind of like a comic book movies you know everyone's like man how cool would it be if we got an r-rated comic book movie and then you finally get like deadpool mm -hmm. like it takes somebody to go there kind yeah. of you know have fun in that way and deadpool is having fun in that way i mean the character in the comics is known for breaking the fourth wall and all that you know talking directly to the audience but it's almost like they're having so much fun that it's contagious like you yeah. can't help but watch all the death and destruction in deadpool and for some reason, you're laughing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I mean, it's brutal death. I don't know. There's just something about RoboCop, the original, where it feels like they're having fun and it's contagious. Absolutely. Paul Verhoeven talks a lot about kind of in the film and, you know, this commentary on American society and our fascination with violence and the influence of the media, which are two things that you see throughout the film. Yeah. And I think one of the way he drove that home is through, well, let's just make the goriest action movie we possibly can. He also talks a lot about, for him, his kind of, in his words, he said, this is a film about an American Jesus, That's a man who dies and is resurrected to save us all. He said, the only way that American wow. Jesus could die is he has to die a brutal death and it has to be at the hand of a gun. So Interesting. obviously at the hand of a gun that does speak volumes about America. That was his inspiration. And I think uh, he delivered because the execution of Murphy is probably one of the most visceral 
visceral, violent movie scenes I can think of. Well, and so that's where I think the remake actually loses some of this. In mm-hmm. the remake, he dies at the hands of a car explosion. Essentially a car bomb. <laughs> Yeah, it loses a lot of that brutalness, even to the end that if you when you watch the original and you go you follow through the entire story, Robocop is uncovering his life throughout the movie. Now, granted, that's an expectation that the remake can't be afforded because most people that are going to see it have seen the original. Mm -hmm. And even though in the original, we all know that Robocop is Murphy. Like we know it from the beginning, but we're watching him kind of figure it out. In the new one, he actually knows it's him from the beginning or he, he knows True. that it's himself. And so there's a little bit, uh, you know, obviously story-wise, the first one is kind of showing us how we lose our humanity. We might have to regain that in order to actually kind of achieve our objectives. Don't lose your humanity. Don't become 100% robot. Yeah. In the new one, it's weird because like you said, one of the things they're doing is they're playing a little bit with like AI and they're kind of uh they actually say I think in the movie that like dehumanize him or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like m- make him lose more of his humanity and they can kind of dial it up and dial it down it's just weird because it doesn't have the same impact I mean you think even the first movie ends with someone asking Robocop you know what is your name and he says Murphy yeah you know it's like he's reclaimed his his humanity and he was able to uh you know, save the day. And I I think, you know, RoboCop in that movie is representative of like, hey, programs, laws, things like that. They're faceless. The point is try not to lose your humanity in that and don't just let, because right, I think RoboCop has like four directives. Four direct, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't I can't name them, but maybe you can. Yeah. <laughs> Put you on the spot. Wow. But, uh, you know, it's like uphold the law, don't kill anyone and like uphold serve the, the public. public. Truck. Yeah, 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 or something. And then directive four is like, you can't do anything against the corporation. Yeah, it's interesting because those things, right, those laws, it helps us understand that just because politicians get things passed just because things happen doesn't mean they're right and we shouldn't lose our humanity put all of our trust in these systems and things like that the new one playing in that exact same sandbox as a remake it just doesn't have anything new to add to it and i'm like in almost 20 years no 30 years i think since the original came out i'm like you don't have anything new to say it is interesting too right in the second in the remake the 2014 version the villains in the film it's kind of an issue of corrupt cops it's kind of an issue of this faceless corporation but the villains in the first one is actually jones taking advantage of of people yeah, corporation right? yeah, this, yeah and it's not even not even everyone at ocp is bad it's mostly dick jones at ocp is bad right yeah but i think that the second one also kind of disregards a very important half of the conversation that the first one has which is the police officers in the first one are very kind of torn by by robocop like on one hand he's there he helps them but then they are the ones tasked with putting him down and some of them are like like hold on like this doesn't work. Whereas that whole conversation about the actual role of men and women in law enforcement is removed from the second one. And essentially everyone is is these Omnicorp thugs or the Omnicorp robots. And I think that's an important part of the conversation because Robocop himself is half cop, half machine, right? We know the conversation regarding him and the machine and and it's, we see it at play out with the, with the Ed robot, with OCP, but we need that other portion of his identity, which is his interaction with lease which is kind of ignored in the second one i think agreed and you know the whole point i guess of making robocop robocop right using a person right because why is robocop not just a terminator Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? It could, you know, if you have all this technology and, you know, you can do all these things, why wouldn't he just be a Terminator? And I think that's at the end of the day, what the original one is getting at is that the reason for that is because if you're going to be a police officer and you're going to do these things, then you need to have humanity. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what it's saying is that these things shouldn't be carried out by robots. They should be carried out by people who can make uh, empathetic and sympathetic decisions based on whatever scenario they're in. Exactly. That's why uh, the first one, it's like, there's, there's just so much going on that it's hard not to, you know, have a fun conversation about what were they trying to say? And that's why I think Murphy's journey and RoboCop's journey is to rediscover his humanity and make sure that that's not lost in in this whole experiment. And yeah, the new one, the thing is, it doesn't send the character on that same journey uh, because I think at one point, doesn't he even ask almost to just be killed? Yeah. He says something. And I, I took it as like, he was like, just kill me. The second film, the person on the quest to rediscover RoboCop's humanity is his wife. It's yeah. not even Murphy. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't send RoboCop on that same mm-hmm. thing. And and more so with the wife, it's not even to rediscover his humanity. It's more to just rediscover his identity. Yeah. Who is this? And, and you know, I know they know it's him because he goes and visits. It's more so like they're not necessarily they're just not playing with the same themes. It's more like she's just trying to figure something out mm-hmm. than, than they are saying something grander. So something else I wanted to ask you about was the music in both films. Oh, um, gosh. You know, going back to last week's episode of The Mummy, this also reminded me a little bit of that comparison where I found the music to be very generic action movie music in the remake where the original although not an iconic theme it felt like they were they had some because robocop's not a theme that i think most people hum you know it's not necessarily me (laughs) you know i think it's it's definitely you know it's one of those themes where it's like you know i i think people might know it if they heard it but most people wouldn't be able to just recall it the same way you can with like jaws you know it's very everyone knows that but at the same time, it works for the movie. And I think yeah. they're actually, they're doing something with the music in the original where, again, I, the, the new one feels generic. No, I agree. In fact, uh, the only time they actually play the RoboCop theme is at the title credits. I was really disappointed they didn't play it any other time in the movie, including the ending, you know, as the credits starts to roll. It just kind of does what any other action movie does. It's just a grab bag of music that fits the moment. The original one, Paul Verhoeven, I think is a genius because when you watch it again, it's essentially the juxtaposition of two major musical pieces. There Mm -hmm. is the Murphy theme, which is the lighter classical one with the more string instruments. And there's the heavy brass and bass RoboCop theme, which is the mechanical one. Murphy's journey is in step with as we hear these. And at the end, we hear more of the Murphy theme. Right. He has rediscovered his humanity. And I think it's just a conscious effort by the filmmaker to kind of play that out musically what we're you know as we're watching his journey unfold yeah i i you could you could feel it they're using music to alter how we feel about what's happening on screen and it's deliberate and you can sense it like i said the other one just feels more generic it's not that it is necessarily a detriment per se i just don't 
think it's it's a huge positive there, the way it is in the original one. Now, I want to you know finish up the conversation about the effects. I mean, to the end that the new one does have digital effects and all that, would you give the nod to that as kind of the only nod you would give to it? <laughs> the effects um, are better. I, the, the effects are better. I, I thought it was interesting trying to incorporate Murphy's wife and son and, and see where that story went. I don't think it delivered as it could have, but I thought that was an interesting attempt. I thought it was yeah, interesting. Yeah, because in the original one, right, his family left. They thought he was dead, right? And don't they get to that in the sequels later? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. But in the first one, yeah, they're barely in it. They're in a couple flashback memories and they mentioned that they moved away after he Yeah. Died. The other thing that I thought was interesting is the scientists in the first one are very like scientisty. I thought it was interesting bringing in Gary Oldman's character to to balance the ethical struggle of, of this man versus machine hybrid that he was building. But again, the filmmakers never truly committed to that version of the story and really flushing that out. They never held true to the original RoboCop. So I think in both those story elements, while they were notable, interesting potential streets yeah. we could have driven down, nothing delivered. So I, I'm in agreement. I think the visual fight sequences are really the only part that is significantly better. No, I, I did want to ask you, what do you think about like Sam Jackson's character? Is that the only story thread where they're trying to do something maybe a tad different? I guess so. But even then, I mean, when you compare it to the original one, there's the I'd buy that for a dollar guy popping up. Yeah. Out, right. As kind of the talking to society part. And there are the newscasters. I, I think that is really just the attempt to kind of frame what's going on in the remake in a semblance of a story. Mm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I just didn't find it all. To me, I, I don't like it when movies are, at the end of the day, like everybody's kind of in on the conspiracy. Yeah. I, I don't know. That to me, when you get there, I'm like, ah, I don't know. So the, you know, the heroes kind of against like everybody, you're like, no one had some goodwill, you know, and there is kind of the Gary Oldman character and like maybe people playing around in this sandbox. But one of those things where I, I like you said, I just don't think they went far enough with those stories to really make it different. So much time has passed since the original. It just felt like if you were going to do a modern day RoboCop, you should have something new to say about no, media, they, technology, this or that. Not not just swapping out the technology and updating the media. You have to have something new to say about it. No, Things have changed. We're in a different right. world. Like it, it shouldn't just be the same lesson from the original if you're going to remake it. It should be more than that. They hinted it, but they never say it in the same way that, that, you know, there is a very clear message in the first one. I think the other thing that disappoints me about the remake, and this is a straight up remake, is the fact that there are very few of the appropriate nods to the original. I mean, granted, at the end of the movie, he ditches what I consider much more of a Batman suit and he gets back to their traditional RoboCop silver. Yeah. But even in that, I mean, the first one has so many iconic lines, you know, your move yeah. creep did her a lot. Like you just, <laughs> you watch this movie and you can't help but throw up a fist pump when he says them because they're just so 80s and like so RoboCop. And they don't really yeah. acknowledge any, I mean, they kind of throw some of them out as like really crazy crappy fan service, I would have appreciated more of a respectful nod to the original work. And I never felt that in this remake. Yeah. And we do have to acknowledge, just like last week with The Mummy, there were planned sequels, uh, additional RoboCop content that they wanted to make if this movie had been successful. Because of the movie we got, uh, all of those things got canceled, just like The Mummy. Yeah, I actually heard, I was reading something earlier that there may be another 
RoboCop film coming out, but I guess they're tying it now in as a almost direct sequel to the original franchise. Huh, that's interesting. So they kind of moved off the remake overall and, and um, going back to that. There's also an interesting, just again, going back to the, the role of, of the cultural impact of the first one. There's actually a documentary coming out, which has been totally crowdfunded about the impact of the original RoboCop 30 years later. Oh, I'll be watching that. Yeah. I mean, how how cool will that be? Even earlier, we were talking culturally, like, you know, Robocop got action figures. He got comic books. He was, you know, Robocop was in a lot of our cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. At the time, you know, even though that's faded over time, the original still has that, that like I said, it's fun. It has that charm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's funny because Paul Verhoeven, what are what are some of the other movies he's done? Because he has a certain kind of style. Uh, Star Starship Troopers. Yeah, that. I mean, that's almost the exact same style, visually, tonally, you know, the themes are very similar to RoboCop. RoboCop, yeah. And for some reason, those movies work. And I feel like when you remake them, you can't just take the things. You know, I feel like this, I don't know why I always compare everything to Star Wars, but I feel like Uh, that's what Disney, yeah, that's what Disney was doing with Star Wars was they thought like, oh, you know what we can do is we can purchase for $4 billion. We can make a movie where we can put X-Wings in the Millennium Falcon. But to the fans, we're like, you, then you don't understand what makes Star Wars, Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It's not just the things that we dress up in our, our story or the costumes we wear to the premiere, although those are the iconic things that we love. It's like they don't understand something about what originally was. It feels like with, you know, Paul Verhoeven movies, he, there's something there that's really Mm -hmm. unique, but it's not the things that the movie gets dressed up in. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. what he has to say about something about our culture about, you know, and that's what really stands the test of time and why I think you can still watch RoboCop today, despite some of its, you know, poor graphics and maybe 80s cheesiness and all that and still really love it. Yeah. And same thing with Starship Troopers, you know, I don't know if they've remade Starship Troopers, but I mean, I know they made a sequel and it was not good. Well, maybe we'll have to talk about that in a couple of weeks. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I guess uh, my verdict is, of course, uh, the original RoboCop is superior to the remake, even though I'm not going to lie. Unlike The Mummy, I actually did have fun watching the remake of RoboCop. I didn't hate it. And it's not a movie that I would say is necessarily a bad movie. It's just that if you have to compare the two, I don't think it's much of a comparison. But this one, I actually had fun watching. And I'll I'll kind of jump in there. I'm... 100% 100% agreement. Obviously, the original is is the best. The original is so, you know, memorable and, and imaginable and just has just this fun quality. The second one plays out more like an, an action film today. It's a little more generic. I think that had it not been under the RoboCop mantle, you know, okay. it probably would have held up better and people probably would have been like, oh, yeah, this is an awesome action movie. Like it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. That's actually a really good way to put it. Cause it's like, yeah, I mean, if obviously because it's a direct remake, I mean, you can't help but compare the two. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, if you were to remove that, I actually did enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not even, you know, I'm not here to hate on it to the degree that I'm saying like, I didn't have fun and I don't think it was, you know, a bad not movie. A watchable or anything. Yeah. yeah. I would go, you know, if we went to last week's conversation about the mummy, I didn't really care for the mummy. Re- I, I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. This one I actually enjoy fades under that comparison, 
but wasn't the worst. So to that end, I would say that if you uh, are interested in RoboCop at all, I would say go check out the original. But I'd also recommend checking out the remake where last week I would have been like, don't even bother. Just uh, <laughs> just watch the you know 1999 version and get on with your life. Question to you and sure. audience chime in on this as well when you know, you're sharing your thoughts. Do you think one of the detriments to the 2014 RoboCop was the fact that it was made as a PG-13 movie as opposed to an R movie like the original. Oh, definitely. You know, I think the R rating of the original was something that helped it stand out from comparable action movies of the time. And even, mm -hmm. you know, if you watch that movie, I'm telling you, man, even the vulgarity, gore, the stuff, I mean, compared to other movies we've seen since then, I mean, it's still got to be one of the mm -hmm. top movies where you're getting all of those things. You know, it's really relishing in its R rating and pushing it as far as it can go. This is weird because sometimes movies get an R rating because they said like the F word one too many times. Yeah. This movie's like, no, if we're going to get an R rating, then we're going to say it. We're just going to own it. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if they're going to say it's going to be R rated, then we're going to blow people's body parts off. You know, <laughs> yeah. this is not just us, unfortunately, not getting the rating we want. They're like, we're going to lean into it and have fun. Yeah, I think the, the remake definitely doesn't benefit because it feels more generic. Yeah. Like what movie have you seen, like an action movie that's like the original RoboCop with those elements, the rated R elements. Imagine if we got like a, you know, 2014 fully rated R RoboCop of its time. It would have right. been dope. Yeah, no, you're right. If only for that, you know, I, I guess kind of, you know, it was dead. It could have been Deadpool before Deadpool. Mm -hmm, true. That's a good point. And they, they just didn't lean into it. They didn't go do that. And I think it could have been, yeah, Deadpool before Deadpool is perfect, I think, way to say it. Perfect way to say it. Uh, it's such a bummer because the original one has fun in that sandbox. And this one seems to be actively avoiding it. I assume because they thought they could reach a larger audience. I don't know. One of those things I will never understand about studio execs. Yeah, I'm like, I, I think they should have owned it and just went all in. I do think the, the other thing they should have done is just worked a little bit harder at having something new to say about our culture and the time we were in so that an updated version feels like it's needed. Mm-hmm. Not this, you know, kind of like nostalgia throwback and, hey, we just wanted to remake it, right? You said at the top of the, the podcast to make money. Mm -hmm. It would have been great to be like, wow, I mean, this movie has something really to say. You know what? If you're more interested in, you know, what's going on in our culture today, I would recommend watching the remake because it, it much more speaks to our time. And it doesn't. And that's, that's where it hurts because they had such an opportunity. I would have loved to have seen it. Yeah, I agree. Would have been interesting. That's our verdict. Tell us what you think. If you saw the original, if you saw the remake, and if you haven't seen the original, then why are you listening to this podcast? Like go rent it on Voodoo, buy it on Voodoo, buy it because you're going to watch it multiple <laughs> times. Just buy yeah, it now. The rewatchable quality on RoboCop is high. It's great. At NDCal5, at Big Kid D Man. Yeah, be sure to uh, follow the podcast at Film Comp Podcast. And you can find us on all the major social media networks and everything. You can uh, Google the podcast, Filmmakers Compass Podcast. You can find our website where we have all of our links to wherever the podcast can be found. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed the episode and be sure to continue the conversations. Help us get more engagement on social media so we can get a uh, you know bigger footprint and bring in more people to uh, listen to the show. 
But thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed the show. Absolutely. Next week, we're going to be watching the original Space Jam and comparing it to the brand new one coming oh, out. This is a whole new thing for movie remake time. Think about it. We're actually, we got a movie coming to theaters, a new movie coming out, a new remake. So I'm really pumped because it's taken the podcast up to a whole new level. And I hope people definitely tune in because I know a lot of people are going to check out Space Jam. There's uh, the original one, as cheesy as it is, uh, meant a lot to a lot of people. So I'm looking forward to the conversation. We hope you'll check in. Until then, keep watching movies and we'll see you next time.